Hello, welcome to the Grace Life Podcast. The message you're about to hear, if diligently applied, will absolutely change your life. We're praying that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, will give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, thereby allowing the eyes of your understanding to be enlightened. Now let's join the service already in progress with Pastor West. I just want to say we are thrilled tonight to have our very, very, very good friends, Pastor Michael, Deborah Billis from Tuscaloosa. Y'all know Tuscaloosa? They got that little ball team over someone knows something about. But anyway, I know I'm about to be careful here. See, I don't have as much liberty here as you do, sir, where you are. Praise the Lord. I still got some I'm getting under, into the kingdom. <laughs> anyway, just messing with them. So here we are. And uh, I was told Pastor Michael, I said, you know, actually... When we moved into this building in 2010, we did a little work into it. I said, you came and dedicated our building for us. And I think we probably maybe both forgot that. And then come did a healing meeting for us, what, a couple of years ago? I think Michelle said you was healed in that service, or someone was, right? Yeah, and so that was really good. And did our men's meeting here in January. We had a really good time. Praise God. Well, they're here tonight and might be here next Wednesday night. I don't know. But uh, here, we, we put it that way, so we gave them an opportunity if they need to do something else they can, but uh, we're thrilled that they're here. They're Michelle and I are very dear friends. We love them, so if you don't like them, don't tell us because we'll, we'll mess you up. <laughs> we'll get forgiveness later. But <laughs> but I know, the anyway, they're going to come, and they're gonna, he's going to come bless the Word. He's going to give us the Word tonight. I know it's going to be good. I'm just excited. Aren't you excited? This is a great time to be in the kingdom of God. If you could have even pulled the whole map out, as it were, the map of destiny, and you could have said, when would be the best time to be born? Now, you may not think what I'm going to say is true. You might just say, yeah, yeah, well, he's just over there. This is it. This is it. Some said, no, it would have been back here. No, you know, the Hebrews, what everyone calls chapter 11, the Hebrews Hall of Fame of Faith, right? It said they lived and died and never got to see the day that you and I are in. They were hoping that this would be their day, but it's not their day. It's our day. And there they are in heaven saying, run your race in that day. We wish we could have been in that day, but you're in that day. So go for it. Amen. So, sir, if you'll just come and uh, bring us the word and bless us. We're thrilled Amen. you're here. Bless you, sir. Amen. Praise God. Woohoo! Woohoo! So this is this is after you filter everybody out. This is the this is the tribe right here. Well, you ought to expect more. If you give more, you ought to expect more. If you if you hold your place in line, you ought to you ought to get your ticket punched and go all the way. The Lord told me uh, a couple of weeks ago. He said, "I'm going to do it in the second half." So when July first came, that is the beginning of the second half. I begin to brace myself and expand myself and get ready for more. And I have no doubt this is the best year because of the second half, the best year God's ever been able to produce. And it will not be his best, but it will be our best. I'm telling you, he told us to double. Well, you'd say, that's no big deal. Well, double's double. Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, double's the double. So how many of y'all would claim for Grace Life Church with me tonight? that we would double in whatever, however you measure it. You say, well, Sunday morning, whatever you measure it, we're going to double this year. Father, in the name of Jesus, we claim exponential growth in the next six months beyond what we could even ask, believe, or imagine. Lord, we thank you for surprising us with our goodness, and we won't have to change, we won't have to rally, we won't have to bump up. Lord, we're going to just preach the word and be glad about it. And Grace Life Church, I declare and say unto you, double in 18. In Jesus' name, we're bold, we say it, we believe it. And Lord, we thank you for the Spirit of God that wants it more than us. We cooperate with him and say, yes, thank you, Lord Jesus. And Lord, we pray for our government as you have instructed us. And we, we bind the spirit of strife in Congress over this Supreme Court. We take authority over you devils. You, 
You will not bring strife into our nation anymore. We take authority in, over you in Jimison, Alabama, and we say, stop it. Stop it in the name of Jesus. We say, peace be still. Let God's kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. We declare it. We build a fence around it. We stand on it. And we say, we will have justice because of the mercy of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, hallelujah. I, I've known about this day for several weeks, and true to form, I was working on it this afternoon. <laughs> Lord, help me. I can do better, but I just don't. So for whatever reason, this is so fresh. I, you know, usually when we get to go, us pastors, when we get to go somewhere else, we look back and say, ah, oh, that was a good hot one. I will bring that one. We'll bring it. This one's never been preached out of my lips. I've never heard these things, but I'm bringing them tonight. So you judge it, and you just let it ride, and if it picks up something, let it go, and if it doesn't, we'll just put it on the shelf and let it, uh, let it marinate, as we say. Hallelujah. Would you turn in your Bible with me tonight? First of all, he just said I was his very, very good friend. But I'm telling you, the West are the, my very, very very good friends. We like them better than they like us. But we tell them to narrow the gap. Y'all know, narrow the gap. Catch up if you can. Ecclesiastes chapter 4. We'll leave that one alone for a minute. Ecclesiastes chapter 4. Let's start off in the old and then move to the new. I have some things to tell you tonight that I believe will help you not because of me telling, but because of the Lord revealing. You know, until you see you can't see. You know, just revelation is seeing what's always been there. It's so obvious, it's not like, wow, that's something brand new, but it's not. It's been there all along, and suddenly you see it, and it becomes revelation. It's not knowledge. Knowledge can be learned, but revelation cannot be learned. And so you have to open your heart. You have to open your, your warner to say, Lord, show me what has not been seen. Speak to me. Say to me what has not been heard so that I will know what I've not been knowing. And it's, it's everything. You had not got anything going in your life that's more important than revelation. It, it'll put you over. In 13 seconds, you can be from being barely getting your bills paid to having enough to pay in everybody else's bill. If you just know what not God knows, and you want to, you want to. You, you get your motive right, you get your life situated, and you give up. You just give up. You just sign your name to the bottom of the check, and say, God, you fill in the amount. You got, amen. So um, here's what I wrote down first. I've got notes, and they're in three colors. <laughs> Y'all know me. You know I got notes. The kingdom of God is my responsibility to access, access and implement. That's what I'm going to preach on tonight. The kingdom of God is my responsibility. Point to yourself and say, mine too. Let's do it again. Mine too. <laughs> it's my responsibility to both access and to implement. God's not responsible to, to get it to you. He got it out there. You know, he's not responsible. You know this. He's not responsible to finish anything he didn't start. He, he wants you to pray prayers that he can answer, but if you don't, he just lets them sail on. Lots of people get their feelings hurt over that, but... Uh, the kingdom of God is simple. This is how I'm going to start tonight. It's simple. The kingdom of God is always simple. If there's 16 parts to the plan that you got, you probably don't have, you probably got 14 too many parts because it's simple. Like I said, revelation, all of a sudden you see it, and because you see it, then you have the option to seize it. Lots of good ideas come into your life, but we're too busy. We, we're like that little sign that says they have a problem for every solution. Do you all know those people? They have a problem for every solution. Don't be that. You and I are Christians. We are the salty ones. We are the lit ones, the light ones. We are problem solvers. You are in the earth right now, wherever you are, you are there to solve problems. You're the only one that has the answer. They cannot see it, even though it seems when you tell it that it was there all along and they should have seen it, but they did not. You see things no one else sees. But the situation, the challenge is always to act on it. 
Well, Lord, why am I only seeing it or whatever? You got to build up your confidence. You got to have a track record. You got to have experiences. You got to run a lap around and win somewhere. Somewhere you got to win so that you know, hey, I'm a winner. I, what I did once, I can do that again. If you never get an experience, if you never get a testimony that you can say it's way little, it wasn't very big, it didn't mean nothing to nobody, but it was my win, then you can go and win again. You know, a testimony is simply God saying, I can do it again. Tell your testimony to somebody. Like, like Michelle got healed a long time ago when we came over here. You ought to tell somebody because it means to somebody, wow, Michelle got it. Elliot got it. I can get it. It's mine. So revelation in the kingdom of God and your responsibility, my, my, uh, my, my responsibility, it's always simple, but it's always hidden from the religious. Do you all know that? You're seeing things that the religious cannot see, and even when you see it and tell them, listen to this, they have no idea. Otherwise, everybody would speak in tongues. Everybody would be laying hands on the sick. Am I telling it? Because it's good news, and it's in the Bible, and it's true. And you can tell it so that it, it didn't happen over there. It happened to me. Let me tell you. And they're like, well, that's real nice. Yeah, amen. Uh, i got to go home and take some medicine. You know, that sort of thing. And here's, here's what the Lord told me today. It's hidden from the religious because it is literal. Revelation is literal. It's not like, well, this is a nice story. It's also now. I'm telling you some real important stuff. What you need from God is literal. In other words, it's for you. It's now, and it's for you. Third thing, it's for me. In other words, it's not like, well, that's a kingdom principle. Let me write that in my book. No, that's a kingdom principle that you need to go do. It's for now. When he shows you something, it's for now. It may Now, I'm famous and, and even infamous for... When the Lord shows me anything, well, I get up and go do it then. And sometimes he said, he's saying, pray this out or get ready for this. And this is coming soon. No, I'm already on it. And I mess up as much stuff as I do good because of that. But I'm doing better. So I'm going to tell you one of these principles tonight. Because they're hidden. And we all look in the Bible and read the Bible and say, isn't that great? And I'm built up and I'm increased and I'm encouraged and and I'm renewed, and all those things. And then we put it down and we go about our business, generally in the same perspective or attitude or expectation that we had before. But literally, these keys are scattered through the Bible, like they say you can't see the forest for the trees. we got to see the forest. Say big picture. Big picture. Come on, big picture. Big. you got to have the big picture. you got to see how it all fits. Otherwise, you'll just go through life staying out of trouble, giving and serving and doing, but you'll never have a breakthrough. And these, these principles are hidden for you. So when you go through the Bible, when you go through the Word, when you listen to pastor, when you read a book, you're looking for the big picture. You're looking for stop. What am I doing today that is a part of tomorrow? Not just getting through today. Oh, bless God, you know, we we're paid our bills today. Yes, and, and, the, and the trouble went and all that. No, we, what am I going towards? We've all been sent to go towards something. And it's not just today. Today is just a part. Uh, it's kind of like the salad that holds up the good dressing or the potato that holds up the good butter. Nobody orders just, well, you might order a potato without the stuff on top, but I want all the stuff. And we just get enough potato to hold it up. Eat all the good stuff and then move on. Well, that's, that's not the kingdom. The kingdom is the whole thing just for you and me. And here's the key I want to talk about tonight. We'll see. Everything in life is measured by connections and partners. Say everything. You don't have anything. Now, I know you're thinking and I've been thinking and we all are thinking, well, giving is the key or faith is the key or wisdom is the key and and if I get that, well, then I'm going to, you know, I'm believing I receive. What things soever you desire when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. That's it right there. And that is a key and that is important and that is an integral part. But I have found that if you go through the word and you begin to see what God talks about and what he emphasizes, it's hidden. You can't get it in there in the bold part where God said, this is it. It's bold and it's, uh, 
highlighted and got the big Roman numeral one. It's hidden, but it's based on relationships, partners, and connections. You don't have the options you think with people. People are being sent to you to either drop off something into your life or to pick up something. Some of them stay a while. You travel with them for a season and you mutually refresh each other. Ooh, that's good. That's my friend. That's my bud. He helped me and I helped him. But then all of a sudden they move or pull off or go somewhere and you go, well, this is terrible. No, no, that's just the, that's the nature. They, they got what they needed from you. You got what you need from them. And then they're going off to unload somewhere else. If you don't know this, you'll get carnal and soulish and you'll start lamenting. Well, my buddy, my friend, when that's not the kingdom, the kingdom is, is the kingdom is the kingdom working through us with people. We get attached to them, but actually, no. Somebody came up to me and said, oh, I just owe you everything. You just helped me so much. And I said, well, you don't owe me. You, you're, you're not indebted to me. You're indebted to Jesus. He just used me. Now you go be used. But, you know, it'd be real, real easy to say, yeah, you do owe me. I did a big thing in your life, and I was the instrument, and I was the part, and I, I did it. And Yeah, yeah, you, you ought to be paying attention to me. Well, that's not it at all. If you have that attitude, you won't be used by God. I want to be used by God more than anything, y'all. Amen. 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 So the kingdom key is that life, all life is measured by relationships, which means connections and partners. Now, this is going to change everything if you believe this, and I'm going to make the case of it. I'm, but tonight, I'm going to make the case, but I don't want you to miss the point in me making the case. I don't want you to say, what about this scripture and what does this mean? I'm going to make the case, but don't miss the point. The point is, is the whole kingdom is based on relationship and what you, and who you connect to. Some people are not their personality style. There's four of them or so, and their, their strength is not relationships. Then you have some people, they're just, they're just, they're, ba- they're the party people. They're bouncing off the walls and they want, everybody's their friend. You go to Facebook and it's six million and the counter just goes off because there's not space for the rest of their friends. And then some people, you go to mine and there's four. Well, us that are kind of relationally challenged, we have to get there by faith. It's not like, well, I, that's not my gift. Well, no, you have to get there by faith. Your personality will help you. Or it might not help you, but you have to get there by faith. We have to be people, persons. Turn to yourself and say, be one. Be one. It's the truth. Ecclesiastes, look what it says here in chapter... Uh, I'm, I'm heading that way right now. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, you know this verse. It says, verse 9, two are better than one. Would you say that with me? Two are better than one. Once again, two are better than one. Now, do you believe that? Now, this is not just two are better than one. There's an exponential here because he what goes on. He says, because they have a good reward for their labor, for if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth. How many of y'all know everybody is apt to fall? Everybody misses it. Everybody has stumbles. We've all been down that uh, tough spot. Uh, for if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. There's an implication there that he will never get up. That it, he's marked, he's crippled, he's, he's set apart. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat. But how can one be a warm alone? He's making a great case here for it's futile to be by yourself. And he says, and if one prevails against him, two shall withstand him, and a threefold cord is not easily broken. Let me read this in the New Living. It says, two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But if someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. Are y'all listening? But two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. In Deuteronomy 32, no turn there, verse 30, it says, How can one chase a thousand and two put ten thousand to flight? 
I want to talk to you about the people that are alone that are whooping a thousand, but 10,000 are coming. They're swamped. They're overwhelmed. They're run down. Whoo-hoo, I'd put a thousand to flight by myself, but 10,000 have been launched against me. I don't have a chance. But if I relate, connect, partner with somebody, somebody that's able to turn back to back with me, someone that's got me, and I've got them, 10,000 is turning the other way. What an exponential. What a tenfold increase. It's not like, well, one plus one is obviously with arithmetic is two. 10,000. Jemison doesn't have a chance because y'all are here. But you got to know these things. You got to connect with these things and you got to put them into use. You got to put your life in the place that says, I am so important. This place will fall without me. Because there's 10,000 been launched. What are you going to do? The Bible says you can't just buck up and will it out or, 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 you know, get you some adrenaline. You got to have somebody. But when you do, simple as that is, easy as that is, as, as, Contrived as that is, he said, it'll be easy. Ten, you can put 10,000 to flight. I need that in my life. Do you? Because, you know, I do good most days. I do good a lot of days, but not every day. Y'all know those days. It says in, uh, turn with me to Matthew chapter 18. Pastor said, when the sun goes down, start finding a landing spot. <laughs> Or did he? See, it was something like that. He'll get back to me on that. Chapter 18, I'm making a case now. Don't miss the point because I'm making a case. But I'm making a case that this is essential to your life. You and I do not, I said, do not have the option to be the solitary man. Well, I don't like people. Well, join me. Well, a Christian hurt me, a pastor, a deacon, an elder. Join all of us. Kicked in the teeth and turned over and run over. We've all got a story. We've all got a story. You got a story? Yes, we got a story. People have all disappointed us. And tomorrow they're gonna, they're gonna run over you again. You just can't get through life if you get your feelings hurt about people. But it says in Matthew chapter 18, verse 19, you know this, it's, uh, uh, let's see. Verse 18, whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you. So here we have in a detail, a clarification, that if two of you shall agree, the word agree there is symphoneo. Y'all know what that means. It's a harmonizing. If two of you shall agree, two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything or on account of that they shall ask, it shall be done of them by my Father which is in heaven. The Amplified says, I tell you, if two of you on earth agree, harmonize together, make a symphony together about whatever, anything and everything they may ask, it will come to be passed and be done for them by my Father in heaven. Now, who is, who is flying over that scripture to get to the begats? Who wants to just say, well, that we, we got our Bible reading today. Now we're going to go to Revelation and see if we can figure out the mark of the beast and, you know, who the, who. No, that's it right there. If two of you shall agree. Well, I don't need nobody. It's just me and Jesus. No, it's not just you and Jesus. That's just a thousand, but you got 10,000 coming at you. Do y'all think the troubles in life? Do you think the challenges in life are just incidental and, and, and consequential because it's life? It's all assigned. It's all assigned. The devil is as smart as a military man. And he takes out the key people, the key posts. There's been hell launched against you. But there's plenty in you to take care of it. The thing that's been launched against you is the very thing, the thing that attract hell to you is the very thing that's in you that's able to repel it. Or is greater is he that is in you not really true? It's absolutely the truth. And you can't breathe tomorrow unless you put that in today. Because you will be on the ground. And you'll get up again and you'll, you'll fly again and you'll ride again. But you've just got another day of it. I don't want another day of it. I want the promises. 
And he said, if two of you can harmonize and symphonize, and if you can come into agreement, in other words, if you can partner with somebody, I'm not talking about telephone tag where you just say, would you agree with me? Oh, yeah, I agree. Well, how about that recipe for lemon cake? Can I come over and get that? No, we're not talking about that. We're talking about getting down and spending less time than you would suffering from the trouble that you're praying about. Spending some time coming into agreement. You mean, well, what do you want? What are you asking God for? Let's get specific here. And what is the promise? What is the word that guarantees you that? Well, I got it right here. And he said specifically, I can have that and ask for that. Well, I agree with you. And I'm getting up in the morning and I'm calling it in with you again. The word says, Jesus says, you shall have it. How many times have you just kind of in your airhead, I mean, not not your airhead, but I mean your, the air in your head, if it were, just to say, well, Lord, I believe I receive this and that and the other. I'm on this double thing. I'm not just winging it out there. I'm on it. I'm writing it down. I'm pulling it in. I'm saying, yes, I've got River Church. We're going to start plowing this ground, putting this seed in for the double this year. I don't have a clue how that's going to happen. But he said, if you'll believe me, it'll be better than you ask or think. I need some better than you can ask or think. I need some of that in my life, and you do too. We all do. So I wrote this down. Agreement with purpose is the place of power. Agreement. No, I, I'm going to pray in tongues. Well, we should pray in tongues. You ought to pray out the plan of God. You ought to pray. You got to go every day. You ought to get up and pray the plan out in God. You don't know it. You don't understand it. It's way, if you, if we go by what you and I uh, pray out, we'll be way short when it comes to how close did you come to God. But if you're praying the Holy Ghost, you'll hit the bullseye every day. Now, this is stout. I know this is stout, but it is standard Christianity. It's not even like, well, this is what the hardheads do. This is what the, the grinders do. No, this is, this is just B-I-B-L-E. This is, this is not in the, you know, the special section. This is just in the Gospels. He said, do it. You don't like your life. You don't, you're not satisfied with life. You think it's hard. You think it's tough. You're just not doing the Gospel. You're just not doing the Word. Start the car, darling. <laughs> I sense a little something out there. Agreement with purpose is the place of power. So, how does that work? Well, you agree when there is no power. Like, I don't see how this is going to happen. How can I double by the end of the year when I haven't doubled? Well, I've almost doubled the other way. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Church growth, church... It's not been going that way. Are y'all with me? It's not been going that way. So for me to just say, Lord, if it just come to a stop and we could just maintain, that'd be way good. But he said, ask me for the double. I can't get that. I don't, I've done everything. Y'all know I've done everything there is. We've had friend day and, and enemy day and, and, you know, don't like you day. We've, we've done it all. We've, or we've looked at it all. You know, we filled out the little cards in church where he, where I preach, and they, they listen to the, oh, yeah, that's what that is in that blank, and you fill in the blank, and I've done it all. I've been around a while. 38 years this year. <sighs> None of it works. So i got to have God. So when you agree when there is no power, then the power comes to enforce the agreement. When you agree when there is no power, there's no evidence that this could go or, or, or do. Y'all got any places like that in your life? Y'all got any little hard spots in your life where it's a it's kind of a rough patch? There's no power there. It's it, it looks like it's going the other way. But you get in there with a partner and you harmonize and you symphonize. You get you a partner. You have a connection that says, let me join up with you. And you, I mean, you don't do it flippantly. If, if you've got terminal cancer, you're not flippant about brain cancer and just say, well, whatever. If it works, fine. If it doesn't, no, we're on. Why is it different? Why is it different? If it's the will of God for you and I to prosper and be in health, even as our soul prospers. we got to get with somebody. You are not doing good enough by yourself. Point yourself and say, he's right. 
<laughs> we aren't. We're not doing it. It's not cutting it. It's not the word. It's not the promises. It's not playing like it's being built. So where's the answer? Well, we'll pray harder. I've prayed harder. Have y'all ever prayed harder? Have y'all ever got out and just said, bless God, we're going to pray harder? Y'all ever just gotten the word and say, you know, I'm going to read this every day. I'm going to read 16 chapters every morning. Yay. Yay, go, go. But that's not it either. It's a part of that. James, James chapter 5. I'm making a case, but don't miss the point. The point is not all these things. It's not what I'm talking about specifically. It's not about prayer. It's not about what we're talking about healing. It's about that you need somebody to agree with. And then I'm going to tell you who that could be. James chapter 5. You know where we're going with this. Chapter 5, it says in verse uh, 14. Any... (laughs) Man, if anybody in the church needs help, it's us. We need to get healed. Okay. Are we podcasting to River Church? River Church, you need to get healed. They're all okay over here, but we, we in Tuscaloosa, we need to get healed. We got, we got some cranky spots, some achy spots, some, some stuff that needs work. It needs help. Yeah, we, we can get along, but we shouldn't have to get along. I need to be healed or go be a healer. I need to be able to run into that place. But it says here in James chapter 5, what a wonderful scripture. It says, is any sick among you? Literally, the sick there means the weary, the unable to help themselves. Let him call for the elders. How many? More than one of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of faith. By who? The elders, the ones that are not sick, the ones that can pray because they're not sick. You can't, you can't do it when you are down, when you got it, when it's beating you, your head, your stomach, your, whatever's mowing over you, 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 you can say, I can pray it, but you, you can't. We don't. We need help. We need somebody that's feeling fine. Feeling fine. And you need more than one. Now, who is an elder? Well, it's someone that can pray the prayer of faith. If you can, it doesn't matter if you've been here 40 years. I know some old fools. Y'all know any old fools? I know some young spirituals, but I know some old fools. And they're, they're older than two of me. And they, they can't pray themselves out of the end of the sack. So it's not someone that's elderly is someone that can pray the prayer of faith. That means they have a confidence in how it's going to turn out. And they're in agreement. You may not even be in agreement. You know, when you hurt bad enough and the doctors talk to you long enough and you've been in a hospital or a place of, of, of whatever, uh, recovery long enough, you don't agree with the word anymore because you're not talking. We could go over there and look at the spirit of faith that, where it says... Uh, let me let me get it. You just stay right there. This is so powerful. And I'm I'm it says uh we having the same spirit of faith according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We we also believe and therefore speak. It doesn't mean believe and then turn around and speak. It means that your believing has compelled you to speak. You have believed into the overflow in what you're saying has been compelled by what you believe and your believing is speaking, not your head, not your, not your condition, not your hope, not your, your atmosphere. Your believing has come out from down here and you, you speak. That's the creative word. That's when it happens. It's not like, well, every day I get up and say, by stripes I'm healed, by stripes I'm healed. That means nothing. That means nothing. We all know the covenant. We all know that Jesus did it. We all know that it was for us. We all know what the blood did. But you got to get it for me, and you got to get it for me now. And you got to get it for me personally. He did it for me. He did it for me now. So that's off the subject, but it's still the same. When the elders come, they believe. They're not hurting in their bodies. They're feeling fine. And they're able to do it, but it's going to take more, at least two. And he goes on there in James and says... Uh, uh, 
Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. I want to be raised up. I don't want prayer that said, you know, the Lord knows and he has the final say. Yeah, the Lord knew and he did have the final say. But I got to get me two elders. And Billy Bob, you know, he, he knows the Bible and he's read James twice and he, he could come over. But it could be, it could be that it's not enough. So you need to be an elder. Faith Life Church. Well, how old do you have to be? You got to be seasoned in the Lord that you can not flinch. Say, don't flinch. Come on, point to yourself. Don't flinch. So if you flinch, you're not an elder yet, but you can narrow the gap. Be an elder. Now that's, that's off the subject. So turn with me to Ephesians chapter five. Let's see. I don't even have, yeah, I do have a watch on. Yeah, we're going to ignore that. That's for sure. <laughs> Sorry, I looked. <laughs> Whew. We're in some sort of time warp over here where it's going faster than it does over there. Hallelujah. Well, Ephesians chapter 5, I hadn't even got to it yet. Praise God. So we got to get to it. Uh, chapter 5, 22. Now, now brace yourself. Brace. Everybody brace. Everybody brace. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ, even as Christ is the head of the church. We're not talking, we're not teaching on this tonight. We're talking about, well, we're talking about agreement, partners. That's what we're talking about. And as the Savior of the body, therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. We're not here teaching on that. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. He likes the church. He's in agreement with the church. Does that mean we always do it right? <laughs> Husbands, do you always do it right, but you still have a wife the next day? Never mind. Uh, in verse 28, it says, So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man yet ever hated his own flesh, but nourisheth it and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. Uh, and, then it, and then it goes on. Here, here's the point of this. Agreement is more powerful than being right or even having a vote. So we'll speak to wives here, but, but he talks to men. He talks to husbands and saying, you got to do it just like Christ did it for the church, which is a real high bar. Y'all say amen when you get it. It's a real high bar, so there's no low bar here that the men have to... So he said, agreement is more powerful than democracy. Well, I have a vote, bless God, and I get to say what I want to say, and I think this and say that. No. Get an agreement and the problem is solved. Just, just fall over and say, I'm with you, baby. I'm with you. That's not how I do it, but... I'm with you. Then the power comes. And we don't even have a squabble about who or what or the path that got us there. We just got there. I want to get there. I want to get there. I want to get there. And if you voted big and I voted little or I got to, well, I don't care. I want to get there. And we've lost that over who gets to say how we get there. We've lost that. Well, I'm the apostle, and I'm the bishop, and I want to say, why don't we just get in agreement with the Word? Why don't we just get in agreement with the Word? Why don't we get with our pastor? And, you know, he may preach something off the wall. I know him. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Very little humor. Very little humor. Front row, calm down. Hallelujah. All right. Let's just agree with the pastor. Let's just, let's just fall for it. Well, I don't want to be deceived. Right there, you're on the edge. Jesus and the Holy Ghost are going to help us. He'll, he'll go home and you'll be eating those green beans and he'll say, I need to adjust what you heard this morning. You won't be swept away. You won't be pulled under. You won't, you won't be a castaway. You're in a church that Holy Ghost is in charge of. You're in, Jesus is Lord here. Why wouldn't we come in and say, 
I'm ready, Pastor. Hit me. I bring it. Bring it. I need to get over there. And if I never had a clue about what you minister, I got it now. And I'm over there. And I'm going to go home and embrace this. And I'm going to go home and I'm I'm going to go up after the service and say, good shot. I'm going to come into agreement with my pastor. I'm going to come in agreement with my wife. Well, she's just a woman, you know, and I'm the head of this thing. I'm supposed to get it. Woe unto you. Oh, little self. Oh, oh baby in the woods. We, we loved you when we had you, but you're gone. You're gone. You can't do that and, and, and do it this way. You can't have the 10,000 if you want to be the cheese, the big dog, the, 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 the choosy. You can't have the 10,000. You got 9,000 more coming at you than you can handle, and you are toast. Have y'all been toast before? Man, I don't like it. I don't like it. It hurts. I have a low threshold of suffering. I do not like it. So I surrender. Baby, we let you be right. We just let you be right. Yay, be right. Because, you know, we're new together and all that, and so uh, she wants to put the knives in that drawer. I may move them back for a time or two or 17, but, but well, we won't go there. Amen. Uh, agreement is more powerful than democracy. When the devil comes for you, he's not coming for your faith or your wisdom. He's not coming for your knowledge. He's certainly not coming for your experience or the gifting that's in you, well, I'm an apostle. I got the gift of God in me. I'm, I'm Brother Bishop. You can call me Brother Bishop. Well, he's not coming after that. He's trying to separate you from anybody that will agree that Jesus is the answer, and he's the answer now. He's, he's, if he can wedge you out, and nobody even knows he's doing it. They think that he's coming after this or that. It's my money. The preacher's trying to get my money. He don't care about your money. He's trying to separate you from doctrine, separate you from your pastor, separate you from everybody that can agree with you. He can get you mad at all the elders in the church. You'll never get healed. Or if you're in a church that doesn't have elders that can pray the prayer of faith, they're fake elders, then you're not going to get healed. You're going to be just like the world. If you can't say amen, you know. That sort of thing. Ephesians 4. Look at Ephesians 4. You, we love Ephesians 4. I'm preaching faster than I've ever preached right now. Hallelujah. <laughs> well, look what it says in verse 14. I'm paying no attention like I've never paid attention either. Hallelujah. The, verse 14, chapter 4 of Ephesians said that we should henceforth be no more children. Now, we know children don't agree. We, we know that it's mine. I want it. He took mine. I need it. It's mine. I want it tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine, every wind of doctrine, that separates us from our doctrine, by the slight of men, and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in him in all things, which is the head even Christ. Look, look, verse 16, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth. According, look, 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 according to the effectual working in the measure of every part. Here it says it making increase of the body and the edifying of itself in love. It says you've got to get along. Not just get along, tolerate, get along. That's church. Do you hear about the church that had, that had a church split, but they, none of them left? But they did have yellow carpet on this side and purple carpet on that side. And the seam went right down the middle aisle. Now, wasn't that a great church to go to? Don't you know you can get your needs met there? They didn't leave. They just, they just, everybody guarded their side. We're on the gold carpet and we're on the purple carpet. It's crazy. It's crazy. But there's no power in a church like that. But it doesn't have to be a carpet issue. It can just be a little thing about, I just don't like him taking over. And I just don't like him making all the decisions. And I don't like the pastor, you know, this, that, and the other. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Everybody. I'm newly married. And there's just also, and we, and we come from this. I've known her 15 years. We, she's been in my church 15 years. And we still have things that we go, what was that? 
<laughs> so don't think that, you know, it's rubbed off and you've, you've been married so long you don't know. It fitly joined together the effectual working of every part. I command you in the name of Jesus, Grace Life Church, to drive out strife and to become effectual in your working and become the church of the body of Christ. I tell you to work it out. Work it out. Work it out. Do not let this stuff rest in your heart one night. Drive it out. You know, the Bible tells us that when we submit to one another, like the husband's the head of the church, it doesn't mean he's the head of anything. I mean, the head of the the family, the head of the marriage. It means he's the cornerstone. It simply means, it only means, that everything is drawn from him in the marriage. It doesn't mean he dominates. It doesn't mean he's over. It doesn't mean anything like that. It means he's the cornerstone. We're going to measure from him just like we measure from the Lord Jesus when we submit to him. It doesn't mean we're all in the same place. It just means we measure from him. There's no man over woman, husband over wife thing. It's that we just measure from the husband. Well, it's real good doctrine, I think. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 6, 17. I may have more than we can do tonight, but I want, I want you uh, to... Uh, I'm going to make the case. Don't get hung up on the case without making the point. Well, it says in verse 17, 1 Corinthians 6, but he... So there's a story there. He's going on about men and women that, that do things before they get married and the, the effect of that in their flesh, that it causes trouble. And so he goes on. Then, and then he stops in verse 17. He says, but he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. I'm going to use that word joined there out of the Greek to show you what God wants to do with each one of us in our marriages, in our church, with our pastor and with one another. The word join there is a really cool word. It means to be glued. <laughs> it means to, to stick. I wrote it down. It means to cleave. It means to keep company. We ought to be tight with our pastor. Now, I'm not here to puff him. He's doing just fine. Y'all are doing just fine. But it doesn't mean you have to wait until something's erect to fix it. Y'all know what maintenance is? Yeah, change your oil and refresh yourself to the truth of what you got here. This is an amazing thing in Jemison, Alabama. We're in the hub of something that's big out there. And just because you don't see it doesn't mean God hadn't seen it and that He doesn't have a plan, but He's, he's, he's winnowing. Y'all know what winnowing means? He's, he's, uh, he's uh, st- uh, filtering, spicing. It's, it's Bible. Gideon did it. Said, all you boys over there get a drink. And then most of you go home. You boys over here get a drink. And the most of you go home. And, uh, what was it? 300, 200, just a few out of 22 or 32. Th- I didn't study this today. I'm just winging it here. Not many folks went up the hill and whooped the Midianites. You don't need a lot of folks to take Chilton County. And you don't need a lot of folks to take Alabama. But we do have to have agreement. It doesn't mean, that's why you don't need prayer chains. I'm going to step on the, the, the sacred cow tonight. Nobody's agreeing. I'm just notching it. Yeah, we pray for Lulu. Hope, hope she does better. Amen. You don't need that. I got people praying all over the world. You need two elders. You need three people that can get in there and arrest disease, pain, sickness, trouble, arrest it, eradicate it, vin- eviscerate it, and be done, and then go to the house. But we just have people that like, well, I got my prayer chain praying for me. How's that working for you? Nobody nobody ever had a testimony of that. What happens when you do hear a testimony of it, and I'm way off the subject now, is that somebody in there prayed the prayer of faith, and we just thought it was everybody. Back back to subject here. Look in verse 18 right here of, uh, where are we? Chapter 6, verse 17. Verse 18 says, flee fornication. What a strange verse to put right behind he who is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Well, the word fornication means, it means unstuck. Think about fornication when you, when you commit adultery or you commit 
whatever with, with somebody else. In other words, you become disloyal. It's not a sexual term. Fornication can be in the church where we, we have a pastor that we're joined to. Watch it. It's coming. And we are not loyal. We're not glued. We're not cleaving to him. If we see he has a need and we just turn our head to it, say, none of my business, none of my care, none of my responsibility, that's called fornication. That's when you get unstuck, unglued, uncleaved. It means literally, the word means to split company. Why would it be right here behind he who is joined or stuck to the Lord is one spirit? It's because churches are full of this fornication. You hear what I'm saying? I know of a pastor that when he went to Russia, went to Russia, and when he was gone, when he left, the associate pastor rounded him up a little bunch out of that man's church, and they moved over across town, not plumb across town, and started another church. So pastor came home, and there they were. What do you think that, how that smelled to the Lord? I wouldn't think he liked it too much. I wouldn't think that would be his good hand upon that. I, he's not blessing fornication. Oh, I'm, I'm in deep now. Let's see if I'm, yeah, I either got to go further and, and end it or I got to. <laughs> so this, this term of marriage, it's not just, it's just not a, a term of, of a man and a woman joining together and promising to be together and to be exclusive to one another. It, the term is in many things, but it's all relational. You get married to somebody. This is my very best friend right here besides my wife. Now, this man means more to me than anybody besides her. And, and you say, anybody? Well, you know, don't make me split my sons and, you know, all my grands. But, but you know what I mean. I'm talking about outside. This is the man that's not got my blood that, that I care about more than anything. We, we are brothers. So I've got his back, and he certainly has mine. Uh, in the sense, and don't get me weird, I'm not weird, but we're married in a sense of commitment, in a sense of purpose, in a sense of agreement. I can always call pastor and say, this is what's going on. I need agreement. Now, of course, you know, I've, I've you go to your wife first and all that. I'm not discounting that, and I'm not going around that, and please don't make me weird about this. But I'm talking about a relationship that's developed over many years that neither of us ask for, but the Lord just put us together. And we're going to be able to do some things. We can put 10,000 to flight every day and every way is what I'm trying to get to. You need somebody that can put the devil on the run. That, that when, when you turn or you get weak or you flinch a little or you get, you get ornery. Y'all ever been ornery? You know, your friend, you're, you're closer than a brother. He never flinched. He stayed glued. He stayed cleaved. He stayed tight. That's what you got to be to your pastor. You sure got to be that to your wife or your husband. I said, you sure got to do it at home. Amen. So what does the devil do to come to unravel you and me? Well, I told you it's not your personal attributes. It's not your giftings. Well, I'm an apostle. He's trying to separate me from that. No, he doesn't give a twinkie about that. He has come to take the exponential out of your life. He can handle you one-on-one. He can handle you one-on-one. But if you get the exponential in your life, he's outnumbered. Say, I win. You want to win? You want to win? You got to, well, I don't do well with people, and I don't want, I don't have time for people. Well, then you don't have time to win. You don't have time to get onto the other side. You just got time to struggle and cry and whine and carry on and be like the world. Ouch. Yikes. That was a tough one. But it's the truth. The church ought to be the victorious ones. Amen. Because, and this homosexual thing that's in the world, that's what's, that's what's upending all of us is we don't want to be friends with a, with a like gender because, but I do. Because I'm pure, and just because someone else is not pure doesn't mean that I'm accused of pure, unpure. i got to end this. Hallelujah. So the devil's come for the exponential power of two, able as one. 
It takes some working out. It hadn't always been roses for me and Pastor. I mean, not that we've ever had a disagreement or anything, but there's been times where it's like, ah, I don't know about that. I mean, he was saying that about me. <laughs> I don't know. And I've given him plenty, plenty of hauls. Let me just say this. There's people, you know, the solitary man. I said the solitary man. The solitary man says, you don't have to go to church. I don't believe you have to go to church and be part of church and, and everything to go to heaven. Bingo. But you'll be weak every day until you go to heaven. You'll be anemic. You'll be impotent. You'll be, you'll be lethargic. You won't be much. You will be a no-account Christian. Now, he didn't tell me I could say anything, but I, here I am. You'll miss all of the glorious church that Ephesians talks about. You won't see the glorious church. You'll just see what you remembered about some pastor or deacon or some Christian friend. You'll go without prayer. You'll, go with, you'll certainly go without impartation. Well, I just turn in the TV, or we go to church where it's just video. How's that working out for you? Oh, in the good days, it's a good day. In the good days, it's a good day. But not every day is a good day. So, you know, pastor's not coming to live with you. I'm not coming to live with my people on a good day. I come when it's not a good day. And two can put 10,000 to flight. I know how to put the devil on the run. But I need somebody that also knows, and we can agree. He has no antidote for me. Does he have an antidote for you? Well... You'll live without correction. You will usually be offended. If you don't go to church and you don't have a pastor, you're an offended person. You're, you're just ticked at somebody all the time. And it doesn't take a whole bunch of sitting around with you to hear about it. You're just mad all the time. And it's always unfair. And it's always somebody. And it's always the system and the government and the company and, and your dog and everything. It's just nothing ever works. You go, well, it's just because I don't have enough money or... I, it's because you don't have anybody in your life that when you are when you fall down, they pick you up. So you spend most of your time on the ground, on the low spots, where the junk is. I don't do that. I <laughs> Let me read this to you. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. It makes a difference who you hang around with. Blessed is the man that nor standeth in the way of sinners makes a difference who you hang around with. Nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Them people got to go. Because they're trying to get into my life. And they're trying to bring agreement to me with them. Which is strife. Which is unbelief. Which is the curse. I need to find somebody that says, Bless God, we'll go to the other side. We are going to the other side. And it's not optional. We don't know what's out there. But it'll be okay when we hit it. We'll speak to it. It'll all work out. Everything's turning out amazing. you got to have somebody like that in your life because you and me and Pastor and, and Billy Grant, whoever's out there, nobody has every day just perfect. We aim for it. We look for it. We, we train for it. But we have those days. You need somebody that says we cannot go low. And they step in with you. Uh, listen to this. This is in Job. I'm over time, I understand. So went Satan forth from the presence of the Lord and smote Job with sore boils from the sole of his foot into his crown. That was a bad day. You all know that? And he took him a potsherd, a potsherd. He put some pottery on his body to scrape himself withal, and he sat down among the ashes. Listen. Then said his wife unto him, Dost thou still retain thy integrity? Curse God and die. It's hard to get into agreement for the victory with her. <laughs> Son, you're toast. You're no good. Give up. Curse God and just die. And tell me where you hid the gold. <laughs> it makes a difference who you hook up with. Listen to this also in Job. Against his three friends was his wrath kindled because they had found no answer and yet condemned Job. It's time for new friends. Y'all got some friends that are, man, they're fun. Their personality's good. They like to, they like to bike. They like to, whatever you like. They're fisher. They, oh, I just love them. I just put up with them. Yeah, but what are they really doing? Do you realize and understand what a small pill, certain pills, how powerful, just the smallest of pills, 
people can take it and it just it either cures them or it wipes them out. It doesn't take much. And it doesn't take much friend, wrong friend, to influence you and turn you away. Pretty soon their attitude is in you. Got to cut them off. Say cut them off. Come on. Cut them off. Amen. Well, now, I, no, I don't have time for that. But I tell you, it's going to be real good next time if I get to come. Hallelujah. <laughs> I do tell you, there's two people you've got to get it right with. You get two people. These two people in your life, if you can just forsake all others. And sometimes that's what it takes. You don't have time for six people. I don't care what your Facebook says. You don't have time for those friends. You know friends is a broad word on Facebook, and it doesn't mean anything. But uh, you got to get in agreement with your mate. you got to quit being right, and you got to get in agreement. you got to marry the right girl. you got to marry the right guy. Keith Moore says if it's not quite, it's not right. you got to wait. you got to hang on. you gotta, you got to toe the line and because uh, it's everything. Who you agree with. Is the, is the border or the barbed wire fence on the backside of your property. Wherever she is, wherever he is, that's as far as you can go. You can't go further. I can too. I'll take her with me. No, not according to the B-I-B-L-E. You can't. It's going to be where you two can agree. The other person that's very essential into your life, and you don't hear this, but I'm going to say it, it's your pastor. You go, well, he's a good preacher, but, you know... He drives this and he lives that and he, you know, sometimes he doesn't even come to the office. I've caught him at his house on Tuesday and he didn't move all day. I stood out there with my binoculars and he he stayed home all day. He said he was praying, but I saw him out there watering the grass. And I'm just ticked. I'm mad. You're a loser. You ain't going, you're, you're not going anywhere. Well, I'm rich and I'm smart and I got degrees and I got all sorts of powers and abilities. I can influence things. Nope, you can't. Your pastor is the one man that will love you. He'll always love you. He doesn't necessarily like you, doesn't like what you're doing, but he will love you. Did I tell that right? Did I say that right? Your pastor, I am one. And I got people that, that, uh, that I'm loving them back to health. I'm loving them back into, into life. But I don't agree with anything in the sense of how they got there. But I love them to get them back. The pastor is the one man that will love you. The pastor's wife is one person, one woman that will love you. Why would you not be in agreement with him? Why wouldn't you not fight for him? You go, well, I, I, he can't really help me that much. He's everything. After your wife, he's everything. And so you can't be a pastor. You can't do what a pastor does for your life. You can't substitute. It's the same thing as a marriage. There's certain elements in a marriage. There's companionship. There's intimacy. There's a vision. There's all sorts of things. And so people say, you know, I don't want the commitment of a marriage and all that sort of stuff. So they get them a woman or get them a, you know, a relationship. And they say, I'm going to get all those elements out of her and this, that, and the other. You can't get that. It's, it's, it, it's, it's empty. It's not there. The Lord has reserved things for marriage that you can't get without it. Are we in agreement there? Y'all can go there? Well, there's things in the church, there's things that you, with your pastor, you don't even have to know him very well. You don't even have to, you know, you don't have to have a, a real big deal, but you got to come into agreement. Several years ago, people started stopped buying CDs or whatever we were doing, cassettes. They don't, and if they go to the nursery, we'll just skip it. It's not right. It's truth, but it's not right. We ought to love the word, our pastor. Well, I can get better preaching from Creflo, and I listen to Brother Doodad and 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 uh, and Brother Bob and all that. You know, I get him. I, it's not preaching. You need someone that'll agree with you. Brother Bob is not going to be praying with you and believing with you and agreeing with you. And you have ten thousand come against you, and you only got the one thousand to stand. You need ten thousand to stand. It's a real good message, Michael. I'm real proud you delivered it. Hallelujah. Don't be unequally yoked with your mate. Get her saved. Get him filled with the Holy Ghost. Do everything to get him up to speed. 
do it. Well, he has his ways and I have mine. No. If you want to go far, you're going to have to get yoked with somebody. Oh, I have a good message, but we're going to leave that for another day. Hallelujah. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost. Get Oh, he just cut me off. I've been cut off. I went to a convention. I was the main speaker and they cut me off. <laughs> Come on, stir up, stir up, stir up with me. Come on, stir it up tonight. You ain't got anywhere to go. Ishalada, Brushadide, Bekolata, Yamananda Beheso Tedera Bohosi. Stand up if you need to. Bregadihi Sigadabahaso, Lebregere Bosanana Mandabara Bosolodo Dikai, Ibrejola Bahara Boshendi, Imanamiango Zegrabeheso Lebregai. Avrande, Vrande, Boschadara, Bonzadida, Beheso, Gile, Besho, Di, Basso, Tere, Yamanda, Ba, Yayamba, Galaba, Daso, Tere, Bahata, Givege, Zivregere, Boschalode, Boschalode, Jole, Bedo, Site, Bedo, Site, Tere. And I am doing it, saith the Lord, I am doing it now. I'm doing it on the outside. I'm doing it on the inside. I'm doing it out front. I'm doing it out back. I have a plan for you, and I will not be denied. If you will let me in, if you will cooperate with me, I will raise you up, and I will give you a partner. I will give you a place that you can put 10,000 to flight, and great will be your day, saith God. For I have ordained you since the beginning, and this is not my first day with you, but it is a continuation of long time. Uh, ministering to you and bringing you to this hour. But the plan is not finished, saith God. I have great plans for you, plans you could not dream and you might run from if you knew them, but they will surely come to pass, saith God, for I will work the ins and the outs, the ups and the downs, and I will surely bring it to pass. And so, look unto me, saith God. Find me in your daily life. Find me in the busy and cut out that which keeps you from looking for me. For I surely will be found. If you look for me at all, I will be found. And great will be the finding, saith God. I will reveal myself unto you. I will show you that which you long for. Your desires will be consummated. You will be satisfied, saith the Lord, if you look for me. So do my word. Do my word. Stop all this nonsense. Stop all this worldliness. Stop all this silly stuff and do my word. Try me, test me, look to me, and I will do it to you. I'm not asking for a way in. I'm looking for permission to do it all. And I will do it, saith the Lord. I will have my way. And in the months ahead, saith the Lord, I will begin to turn things around. And what has been will not be. And what might have been will not ever happen again. You will see me have my way at the church. I am not asleep at the wheel. I am not wandering off. I am in total, total, absolute sovereign control of my own thoughts and my plans for you. And I'll bring them to you and you will rise up and say, I have heard from God. I see it and therefore I seize it. And it will be my great day, saith the God. It will be the day that you agree with me and you agree with those that agree with me. And I will do it and it will be great, saith the Lord.